1: This is Saturdays in Tassie with David Lithgow and Brett Jeeves.
2: Local icon to talk everything racing. We're going to talk some footy with Richie too. Good morning, Richie. Hello, Flash. How are you, mate? Good, pal. How's things? You're all excited today, mate, Uh, for people that aren't aware, I'm sure everyone in Tasmania knows this. Richie is a part owner of the Little Champion <laughs> Green, the inevitable. And you'd be, uh, you would have woke up this morning probably at 4:30 with sweat just pouring off your brow.
1: And that, and that had nothing to do with the horse race today. Excuse, Excuse me. me. Anyway, just, a, just a heavy um, sweater is the bear. Yeah, I've just been at the gym actually just to get rid of the free race
0: nerves. So it was sauna. Active motor, if anyone's listening in, it's uh, a good good gym you can join up but no looking forward to that they haven't done us any favors though scheduling the race at 5.50 so ridiculous sure a long
2: day. yeah how, absolutely how, agree. How's, how's that happen well, I mean, I mean, wouldn't I mean, you, wouldn't the wouldn't the jewelers vase be just sort of pushed back from race the group three in race eight to the last race maybe and then the guineas push sure. back one and then you come in at race eight or nine
0: yeah, I agree. But I think it's obviously to try and avoid the Everest hype. Like, obviously, that's the biggest race in Australia today, and everyone's around that. And obviously, we're racing uh, the next winks in Amelia's Jug so Caulfield have um, obviously scheduled it, so all eyes are on Caulfield at uh, 5.50 today.
2: Well, it is, it is you, know, you know, the biggest race in Australia, but, I mean... I'm still, my focus is Caulfield still, you know, no, but that's the tradition in me. I get the Everest, it's the, you know, the Silver Eagle, of course, was a, a race that really got the the little champ on the map. That's at Ramwick today as well. Um,
1: Can I ask a naive question here? The Everest is bigger than the Melbourne Cup?
2: No, but people, right. but people are trying, oh, no way, but people think it is. Did you just say it's the big,
1: biggest race in Australia? And the
2: most expensive race in Australia, right. so it's worth $4,000, million, $100 million, you know. Okay, right.
1: I, I still take my hat off to Volandi,
0: though, Flash, like, what have you done with oh, race? Oh, yeah, for sure, so, for sure. Like, so people talk about the Everest from tonight, they'll be talking about next year's race, so um, I've been lucky enough, I've been to a couple of Everest, and I, I don't see it was the best day I've ever had at the track, but... Um, just the atmosphere and the excitement so you know nothing like to that. do with the
2: fact the champ won the silver eagle one of them of course would have t- would have tainted your uh, opinion there richard <laughs> listen let's focus on the turak young man um Definitely. there's been some close results in a group one um some would say the silver eagle probably should be group one it's not of course uh, is today the day richard
0: well, as these big races, mate, you just need luck. Um, obviously, last, two weeks ago, in we had absolutely no luck. Probably was really, probably a certainty beat if we're all being equal. Um, let's just hope Dave can have a really good ski like he did in the All-Star Mile. Obviously, as I touched on before, they're talking like Amelia's Jewels, the next Winx of Australian racing. So Settle. Gareth Thorpe from Giddy Up has got a love affair with uh, Amelia's Jewels. So if he's listening in, which I know he does to SE and Tassie, um, if we can get on her back, mate, and sort of ambush her late, I reckon that gives us every opportunity to run over the top of her. I mean, she's a mare and she's got a carry 56, so that's a pretty big ask.
2: Impressive enough uh, last start, but um, Froggy knew it had Pride of Jenny, just gave it a bit of a race, actually. And Pride of Jenny, of course, is, on, is back in again today. Um, I didn't think it was quite as barnstorming as everyone was talking about.
0: I think, mate, she was probably written out of her comfort zone. Um, yep. You know, her best finishes are when she's really got to chase them with something in front of her. Obviously, I think Damien Lane summed up the race well and sat outside the leader, and they ran pretty quick time. Um, you know, I suppose she just did what she had to do. So, um, But some of the raving experts aren't raving on her about as much as some others. So, um, mm. you know, if she has an off day and we get a good run in transit, you know I'll be there when the whips are cracking.
2: What about um, what about my old mate? he'll uh, set a bit of pace up there on corner pocket, won't he, Froggy?
0: Yeah, hopefully he does. Hopefully he does. His handlebars down. Um here the shock will go forward. He's yep. quite a rail forward. So there looks to be yep. real genuine speed. I think that was the issue in the Epsom. They muddled and sort of they sort of sat up and everything was like a traffic jam and unfortunately we got spat right at the back. So today they'll be pretty genuine. The only worry I really have in terms of track is, you know, that's come up a good four. Late in the day, sort of 18 to 20 degrees. Hopefully, it doesn't dry yes. out. I mean, all I wish win was beaten favourite in this race last year on the track by so. um But they're saying Corbyn in the True, it gives every horse every chance. So, hopefully, they're getting off the fence by later in the day. And Dave, you know, as we all know, like when the Hobart track had the, had the fast lanes, he was always able to find them. So, hopefully, today, Corbyn didn't do the same thing.
2: Oh, I've I've identified here's here's where you're going to make your money today, Richard. Um, Caulfield Race Six, Number One, Ayrton, into the champ, fifty to one. That's where your money's going oh, to be yeah. made today. Like um, yeah, first up, respect. specialist, of course. Like yeah. Uh, well, yes. What 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 else do you like today, Richie? Uh,
0: I think Uncommon James will sit on it as far mm. as died. Yes. You don't have to pay two dollars. 30 but it's better than bank interest um geez, sydney can we talk about sydney or you just want to fight yeah, No, no no
2: definitely talk about sydney what's the big if you ask sydney it's the biggest racing day in the world and you've agreed with that so talk about it
0: <laughs> i still think i wish i win if it has any it would be too good for them in the sure and mr brightside is the most consistent best horse in australia and I know he's very short, but if Craig Williams has any luck, I think he'll be winning. And Buckaroo might be a bit of
1: a place chance, one of the overseas horses.
2: Right, I'm writing them all down.
1: Big fella, I, I made a blunder earlier in the show. I suggested that um, the inevitable might just win the, the, the biggest uh, award in... Uh, in Tassie as horse of the year, of course that was last night. We, oh, I thought it was tomorrow. Uh, tom- did it win tomorrow night? It's one horse of the year. How did you see that in? Oh, what were the celebrations for you? It's obviously a, a clear favourite to to win that uh, win that award every year. Big fella, uh, no, he did well. Um, celebrations were. I didn't go up unfortunately. We've got my sister
0: and uh, probably Williams' boys, so we had four kids at home under the age of eight. So, Hectic. I watched the award on the couch. Um, so we did a little video to say thank you. It's a, it's a big honour. Like, Mystic Journeys won us twice, and to be in the same sort of dialogue with her, so to speak, to win it for our second time is, you know, something we're very proud of, and we'll be able to speak about the little champs and, you know, the grandkids, you know, down the track. So, obviously, that's a long way away from grandkids, I must say, but, um, you know, we, we're very honoured that, like, you know, this the story that this horse has taken us on, like, the, 25 blokes in this horse and you know since the age of three we've had some amazing journey um you know we'll never ever have another horse like him and you know yeah the memories will be there forever which is
1: unreal Mates, and before we let you go, on a, on a personal note, I want to ask you a bit, just your view on on local footy and, and, and where it's had, headed. We, we've spoken to you about this before, but a lot has taken place since we spoke to you about it last with uh, the you know, last year of the, of, the, of the State League transitioning into um, regional hubs, southern, northern, northwest. What's your overall, overall view, bear? How do you see it playing out? Yeah, you've obviously you know spent time old scholars, state league, um, you've got a really broad view on, on, on footy holistically throughout the state. How, how do you see it panning out?
0: Look, I'm a little bit this is honestly I, I, you've got to have the best level we can possibly have. Um, I know that people are selling that, that the VFL side coming in is going to have all these players come back from. Um, Interstate, obviously leading into our AFL team, which obviously we still need to get ticked off, but let's hope that happens really soon. But my concern is trying to get these players back from interstate to play VFL. Well, the VFL in a couple of years' time is going to be just topped up with all the guys in the AFL that aren't playing. So I think that's a bit of a myth that we can get players back in Tassie to play VFL. Um, You'll get some, surely, Richie, won't you?
2: you? Won't you get some? I mean, Won't some play? I mean, would, well, would, why would, would they come would...
0: back when they know they're going to be taken up by the AFL-listed players? We play yeah,
2: if you
0: yeah, the list is forty. Like, how yep. many guys are actually going to play VFL for Tasmania? That like, you know, you're not going to get these young
1: guns Look like brand Leary, f- for instance. Yeah, so I mean, you're probably looking that's at four just, or five guys each week, aren't you? Outside of the yeah, list, yeah, that's
0: all. And like, they're yeah. they're probably just going to be topped up by kids that are in the Devils Under 18s program yeah. to just supplement. Um, so that's my sort of and I've spoken to a couple of people who are higher up in footy than me because I, I was under the view that I'll oh, we'll get all these players back, 20 kids in the sample, come back and we'll have a really competitive BFL side but mm. they sort of pulled me up and said well hang on a minute in a couple of years time this BFL side is full of the guys on the AFL list so um, I just think whatever program they put in place or whatever league, you've got to make sure it's as high performance as you can like if you go back to regional like, is is there going to be any funding for any high performance within the club? So who's going to pay for Sammy North Hobart for his high performance to get the players in as good a nick as they can? Who's going to pay for the 50 Who's going to pay to run the academies in the junior clubs? Like, it's all well and good to say we're going to go regional, but if we don't have things in place that will actually make footy better, then I just don't see why you'd go back to just a regional brand or model. So that's my concern. I mean, you only have to look at the... The different standards of all the three grand finals, which, and every every league has its place, I think. Um, you know, like, can, do you want Clarence going back and playing against Yuleville, for example, or Clarence playing Brighton? Like, only two one sided. So,
1: mm. No, a, I, I, I 100% I, I agree with you. I, I would, I would rather down. have seen them go down the path of investing uh, heavily into bolstering the state league, so ensuring that. Bernie and Devonport can can represent that, and that the young people who are involved in those clubs um, feel like it's it's worth getting on a bus on a Friday night and sacrificing their entire weekend because they're aspiring to something. It it means something. I feel like that was lost for the bit, particularly the northwest. It was difficult. It's a really difficult sell for those kids up there to sacrifice you know their their, their social existence um, to jump on a bus and travel every second week to to Hobart or Launceston. It's a tough sell.
0: But I, the only thing I'll counteract that with, Brett, is I, I
1: loved it when we played in Burnie, like the bus trip up and you're bonding with your mates. And the, you know, can't bus can't drink home. on buses anymore, Bear. That's the, there, there's yeah, problem yeah, A. It's,
0: but, but it's <laughs> not just about the, the drinking aspect. You actually bond as a team. Like, I think that's really lost at times where you can get... You know, sporting clubs are the most magnificent things to actually develop friendships and, and maintain bonds for the rest of your life, so... I think that gets a bit lost where like, you, the South boys only have to travel, like right? you, you travel four or five times a year. Like it's sort of, you get to the stage where you actually might look forward to it. So, you know, you're young and you just, you're just with your mates. It's the best time of your life.
2: Right, are you blokes. Um, you all sorted all the Tassie problems out, Richard Done. Robinson yeah, and well, Brett Hughes. This, this um, is what we
1: do. You should have seen us back in the day after nine <laughs> vodka Red Bulls. We're solving world political issues. No, we were right on top of it.
2: <laughs> Great to have you on, Richie. Good luck today, young man. Uh, I <laughs> think you. today is the day. $10 is the price. Race 10 at Caulfield. The little champ. The inevitable um, Godspeed fella. Yes. Let's uh, let's hope
0: he has all the luck and uh, we'll be Group 1 winning owners at
2: 555 tonight. Good on you, Richie. All the best, mate. Richie Robinson joining us here. We'll have a quick break and wrap up the show shortly.